Uh, welcome back to the show. It is the Thursday segment, and he was on yesterday with his brand new kids book, which is a hit already, but it's back to science for Risking It All with Dan Riskin. It's good for you overall. Yeah, this is great. This is, it's a dream, man. The headline is Risking It All. Yeah, I think that's where we're going with this. With Dan Riskin. Dan Riskin. You were actually on Tuesday. I didn't realize that. How are you, my friend? Has the book taken off? Well, we had a nice little book launch on Tuesday night at a local bookshop here in Toronto, and uh, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while, and some people came that have just heard me on the radio and thought they'd get a a copy, so that was nice. And yeah, I just I hope the book resonates with people. It's too early to say whether it's taken off or not, and everybody Mm. said nice things, but I'm the author. Nobody's going to say right. Read your book and it's terrible. Can I? Can I? Te- I was testing you here uh, to see how smart you actually are, and you've just failed. You've oh. just absolutely failed. Would you like to know what the test was? Yeah, I do. Okay, I was testing you because I purposely said how was the book launch, but I did not say the title of the book, hoping that you would say, "My God, oh, that idiot didn't good. say." And so you're like, "Oh, I had my book launch," but you got to sell. You see, this is what I'm. Oh, right. It's the book is called Fiona the Fruit Bat by Dan Riskin. Beautifully illustrated by Rachel. Uh, is it Kigi? Tsutsi. It's, it's, Tsutsi. A, it's okay. spelled with Q's, but the pronunciation Tsutsi. is Tsutsi. Tsutsi. Yeah. And so it's called Fiona the Fruit Bat, just out from Greystone Books. That's how you do it, man. That was You've well just... done. But maybe I played the long game where I said, if I don't mention it, he's going to really draw it out and say Fiona the Fruit Bat multiple times. So that ah! when people hear Fiona the Fruit Bat, they'll know that's the book they need. And then I was thinking, I'll do that. And then he'll be like, he'll like now one up me and he'll be like, oh yeah, it's Fiona the Fruit Bat. And he'll say it like four times, like Fiona the Fruit Bat. And then and then this whole thing is just like a, 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 loop. a it's like a game theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good. it's, 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 it's a, it's a positive feedback loop and those yeah. are deadly as we all know. Yeah. That, that's true. But it could be a, a Mobius strip. Yeah. Ooh, I, I just like thought that. I'd throw that in for your science brain. Sure, sure. We can hold it in a Klein bottle, which is the three-dimensional version of a Mobius strip. It's oh like a God. bottle that doesn't have an inside. Scientists say, yeah, this is like a Mobius strip club where we just talk science. <laughs> uh, that is a funny name for a strip club. I've yeah, never heard be. that before, but you that's can, a good idea. Mobius strip club where you can never get out. <laughs> yeah, you check out every time like you like, but yeah. then you're upside down in the ceiling. Okay, yeah. so let, let can we can we like okay, feel the fruit bat. Since you've written a kids book, let's talk about mm. kids. And actually, uh, as both of us have kids, uh, soothing a baby is always oh. the kind of great enigma of the young parent. But oh. science may come to the rescue. What's up? And this is one of these things that, like, I would have read this before I was a parent and been like, okay, here are the instructions. If you do this, it'll work every time. I'm just telling all the parents how to do their jobs. But having been humbled by having three babies go through this house and trying to get them to go to sleep when they don't want to, I know that this is all just friendly suggestions from the scientists. But they do have data to back up that they've found a method to make that baby go to sleep. They have, they've figured out the, the, the clue, the, the piece is missing. And okay. the way that they came to it was they looked at other mammals. So if you look at something like a lion or a wolf or a monkey or whatever, they'll often the mom will often come over and pick up the baby and move it to a new place. And if it's doing that, it might be because there's something dangerous happening. And that is a bad time for the baby to make a lot of noise. And so the, the researchers hypothesize that there's this mammalian instinct in babies that if you get picked up and carried away to somewhere else, you don't make any noise. It's just against your evolutionary best interests because... Hmm there may be something dangerous you're being moved away from. Oh, that's so interesting. They, it's a neat idea. And that so they tested idea. this. What they did is they had moms pick up their baby that was crying or pick up their baby that was crying and walk with them. And they also tried putting a baby in a stroller 
but not walking. And then they tried putting a baby in a stroller and walking. And the best of all these was to pick up the baby and walk with it. And when they did that, uh, if you walk for five minutes, you, you can't cut it short. It's got to be at least five minutes. 46% of the crying babies were asleep. And if you wait another minute after that five-minute walk and just stand still holding that baby, you get another 18% asleep. So now you've got like two-thirds of babies that fall asleep by this six-minute method. So wow, that's what I know. It, it sounds like too good a promise. And there's a very tired parent listening right now. Like, please, <laughs> this better work. But two-thirds is not every time, right? So don't don't get mad at me. Although you know, when you're so sleep deprived, I'm sure you'll be mad at everybody. But um, this might be the key. I love that. Now, now I used to try that. I remember when my daughter couldn't sleep when she, you know, and they're teething. That people, newborns always sleep. Oh. And like, I have that. But you always say, "How's the baby?" Incredible. She sleeps so well. And you're like, yeah, right. Just wait. They're not teething. Like, no, no, my baby's one of those rare babies. It's like, yes. no baby does. Like, every way they start teething and they can't sleep. So I remember once I tried that method. And so I decided, because we had two, we had two kids 18 months apart. And so I decided to take my daughter, Maisie, out in the car. It was Saturday night. It was like one in the morning. She's freaking out. And I'm going to uh, drive around. Because driving, yeah, I th- was, it was like, I guess it's like this, right? And yep. I finally get, I was in living, we were living in Toronto and we get on the, uh, the, the Gardner expressway, like the lakeshore okay. there. Yeah. And, and she finally falls asleep. It's like 1230, one in the morning or something. And I get back and I get stopped by ride patrol cause they're pulling people off, you know, no. and two co- the cop comes in and he goes, and I'm like, Oh my God, this kid has been crying for an hour. If this guy wakes up my baby and he flashes his flashlight in the car, right. And he's like, have you been drinking, sir? I said, put that flashlight down. I'm a father. This kid just fell asleep. And do not wake my baby up. I have nothing to <laughs> And the guy goes, hey, Joe, get over here. He goes, this guy's like, I got a two-year-old at home. How long have you been driving? And I'm like, a, like an hour. And the guy's like, ah, oh, Joe puts his on the dryer. And like literally I ended up having a conversation with two young cops, three young dads, yeah. All sharing how to put their baby down. And if we'd had yeah. your science, I would have been able just to walk around for six minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and that movement, everybody knows that helps. But the other piece of it that comes out of this study is the gentle letting go of the baby, right? So, okay, I've got a sleeping baby I'm holding. How do I get it in the crib so I can go to sleep, right? And right, so that right. is another piece that they looked at. And they found that if you move the baby too soon, they were they had little monitors on the baby that were tracking their heart rate. And the baby doesn't get into a deep sleep right away when it falls asleep. You got to wait a little bit. So uh, there, the op- here's a really neat piece. It's not the being put down on the surface that wakes them up that that brings them that that might wake them up it's the being detached from mummy they were able to show on the heart reading when the moment is that they arouse and it's not the the touching their back on the bed it's the being separated from mom so that's the delicate spot you got to be really careful with but their suggestion is after your five minute walk sit with the kid or stand stay still for eight minutes and then try the transfer if you do it too soon they're on that edge. They might wake back up. But if you wait eight minutes, they should be in a deeper sleep. And that's going to improve your odds of being able to seal the deal, get the baby in the crib, and then get out of there. Six minutes of walking, eight minutes of standing. Five minutes walking, eight minutes of, wow. of holding. Yeah. That's a, I, and eventually, I, I, I'm a, like, I know people hate the Ferber method, but you got to teach your kids how to sleep. Like, it's a yeah. big deal. I'm, I'm a so much. Yeah, 
I hate it's, yeah, it's such a it's such a can of worms, and everybody's got an opinion. But I found that the nice thing about people who've had kids, parents, is that nobody judges each other. So everybody's yeah, got like true. ideas. But when you say, "Well, in my house, we all eat spaghetti noodles and we all go to bed," at you know, and you say, "Okay, if it works for your family, great." And that's the real key: is like get to know your. Don't kid. judge. I do it judge one them. person, my wife, uh, and and the judgment is she's significantly better at it than me. Right. Like that is the only judgment you can make. That's all uh, you need. That Dan Riskin, uh, author of the new book. Fiona the Fruit Bat. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. See you later.